Somebody who knows a lot about this is Will Stubbley. He's a co-founder of Year 13. Good afternoon, Will. Okay, Tony. Thanks for having me. Will, uh, Year 13, uh, explain to uh, those who may not know. Yeah, so we're Australia's largest performance school leaders transition out of school into further education, employment and travel options. Okay, gotcha. Now, one of the most, was I right in saying that the most popular courses are engineering and medicine? They're the degrees that uh, people want to do when they come out of school and go to uni? Yeah, so medicine and health always over-indexes. Um, engineering could actually probably do with a few more. It's okay. The line. But um, science and maths does over-index, so that's all, that's often a pathway into those, into engineering anyway. In your experience, do you think that uh, an 18-year-old understands the idea of uh, debt with compound interest, uh, hex in other words, when it comes to choosing a university course? So I think it's something that has become much more at the fore than it has previously. Um, and from my own experiences, I don't think I took a great deal of a look at in terms of what it costed. But yep. I think during COVID was sort of we saw a bit of an uptick of people realizing, okay, what is education and what am I paying for? And then, yeah, I think we're seeing in the last year or two with the cost of living and inflation and the effects that has on HEX, uh, young people especially being more con- uh, cognizant of what they're choosing. The trajectory, as I said, is for more people to go to university and get degrees, which, um, if you ask me, would tend to an over an oversupply of degrees and therefore a decrease in their value. But that's, I guess, a, a conversation for another time. But is it not then deterring people from acquiring this debt? No. So, look, I, I think there's still a um, strong view in terms of the broader ecosystem that further education and training is a good step for school leavers. Yep. And so then it goes into what type of further education and training. And, you know, you're seeing a lot more of a voice for the vocational education and training system. Um, also how the higher education system and the vocational system can sort of combine to create, I guess, meaningful skills for young people to be employable. And so I think that's the conversation is we're moving into where employers are looking much more at a young, well, anyone's skills. Yeah. And so if a qualification is a mean of getting that, that's great, but it also might be a combination of a few things. Is there any obligation for universities to make degrees cheaper? I mean, I saw this uh, thing in the paper now about uh, people from diverse and linguistic backgrounds, and I thought, well, here's another whole massive hump of bureaucracy that's going to manage that particular progressive pet project. Um, Students are effectively subsidising the administration arm of their universities, which seem to me to be ever-increasing, or am I being unfair? Look, I think universities have... Uh, I guess two large uh, roles, like roles and responsibilities. One is a very large research aspect. Like there's a lot of R and D that comes out of universities, which um, you know puts us on the world map. But I think there's a conversation around we can do more with that in terms of commercialisation. But then there's also preparing students for the world of work, and both sides of those are very, very important. And I think what we're talking about is specifically the student being prepared for life after school. And I think that's what, like, sorry, life after um, university. Yep. And I think that's where we're seeing industry lean into that a lot more. The, the linkage between education and what employers are needing is probably the strongest we've seen it in the last decade. Okay, well, I'm, I'm no doubt a lot of work has gone into that. Um, foreign students and uh, HECS, we should point out that if you're a foreign student, you're not paying HECS or you've paid it up front, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So the, I mean, does the government ever look at uh, discounting their 
uh, hex debt or will that just be done for Australian citizens who have taken on this particular debt burden? Well, so I think it's also context. Like, you know, what's been a bit of a curveball is the inflation rate and that's what hex is tied to. Yep. So last year, students were hit with a 7.2% increase in wow. their debt. Um, so, like, I think that's where the conversation is contextual is going, look, I don't, you know, people might not think we need to clear the debt, but do we try and make it a little bit more economical and tie it to something like the, you know, wage inflation, like wage inflation rather than actual general economic inflation? And so that's where I think the conversation's around what is fair and equitable mm. um, that we don't, you know, put people behind the eight ball and try and get them to be contributing members of the workforce. Uh, in the list of popular courses, I saw arts was in there and I thought, well, good on it. I think that's great. But um, I don't know who in their right mind, and speaking of somebody with an arts degree, who would take on that amount of debt um, when job prospects, sadly, for an arts degree aren't that high. Um, does it surprise you that that's still a course that people are flocking to? Uh, no, so that was one of the courses that was increased um, a couple of years ago. Um, so the government made um, a play in terms of trying to reduce the costs of skill shortage industries like engineering and things like that yep. and slightly increase um, some of the oversupplied industries. And so, look, I think it's one of those ones where we can do a better job across the entire network and, and, and country around helping young people and really all learners understand careers and I think the career education around the country can be improved. That might change um, what someone does. But at the end of the day, if someone is interested and motivated to do that, they yeah. should do it. Well, we, we always need people who can tell you all about um, Renaissance Venice, I guess. They might come in handy when it comes to fixing a broken drain at your house. Um, Will Stubley, mm. co-founder of uh, Year 13. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks, Anne. Bye.